Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real-life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, my name's Nigel Jones, and I just thought I'd share a few thoughts about what's going on in the dental landscape, um, primarily in England, but just a, a quick nod to the wider UK position as well. I think it's quite a, a mixed position, really. There's lots of mixed messages because, um, well, to use some corporate jargon, there's headwinds and tailwinds when it comes to the, the dental market within um, the UK at the moment. I think um, there's still a huge amount of opportunity. The supply and demand imbalance that some of you may have heard me talk about before still is persisting, and the demand from patients doesn't seem to be lessening, which I think is really quite interesting when you bear in mind the cost of living crisis at the moment. Demand for straighter whiter teeth seems to be holding up. And also, and we see that um, both in our patient finance um, side of things, but also in our dental plan side of things, that demand for general dentistry is still holding up, particularly private dentistry. And I guess it's no surprise, really, because waiting lists um, can be seen still all the way around the country, whether in NHS practice or a private practice. Most practices have got a waiting list of some kind. So that shows the level of demand. And it's, it's interesting when you bear in mind that um, there's lots of talk of, of how people's uh, spending habits might um, become dampened because of the current economic position. And within dentistry, we're not really seeing too much sign of that just yet. Some interesting stuff that's come out, I think, from YouGov um, just recently, talking about the fact that uh, consumer confidence has bounced back up after declining for a number of months. So that is also grounds for further optimism. But I think um, it would be totally understandable if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I'm not quite sure that's how I'm feeling. I'm not sure I'm feeling terribly optimistic and upbeat because there are some headwinds. There are some things to work against. And um, obviously that, that cost of living crisis impacts on the running costs of practices and that is squeezing pretty much all practices um, with a particular I think challenge for NHS practices at the moment. Um, I think that uh, the general increase in running costs is then exacerbated by um, how much it costs now to have associates and dental nurses and other members of the practice team because those workforce issues that have characterised the dental industry for quite some time now, several years, uh, are not going away. If anything, they're intensifying. And uh, I think that is making the, the recruitment and retention issues for practices all over the UK really quite demanding. I've been lucky enough to spend time with practices in Scotland and in Wales as well as England over the last few weeks and um, I have a colleague who works with practices in Northern Ireland and it's the same picture wherever you look of real real struggle for recruitment and retention. So the idea that you might have to pay more to either retain or attract um, members of the team is no real surprise in that environment, but it does drive up those running costs even further. So that is making NHS dentistry um, under even more pressure when it comes to financial viability. And, uh, you know, there's various things that are going to be happening around um, uh, the the UK as a whole when it comes to the NHS. We see in Northern Ireland that morale of um, those dentists working with the NHS is probably as low as it's ever been, really. Um, in Scotland, they'll be waiting with bated breath for what happens in October when it comes to the SDR. And um, 
Uh, I think um, in Wales, there's still the fallout from the volumetrics applying to the, the new look contract that they've got. So there's kind of tension everywhere. But in England, obviously, we've got um, the contract uplift that was relatively recently announced, which goes nowhere near um, to the level that's needed to um, adjust for those running costs and the increased costs of um, associates and dental nurses. Um, and uh, I think that is, is when you bear in mind that the uh, the cap on um, income through the NHS contract, that is squeezing um, profitability quite substantially. It's going to be very interesting because we are now into the, the um, final run-in to um, the integrated care systems taking on responsibility for commissioning of dentistry in England, which happens from April. And when you um, listen to um, or read what Matthew Taylor, the chief exec of um, the NHS Confederation, has to say about that, it, it sort of points to, um, I think, a degree of nervousness about um, the readiness of the integrated care systems to handle the commissioning of dentistry, knowing that dentistry is not in a fit state. They flagged this back in um, October, November time, and it's been restated in the last week or two, that um, there's a lot of challenges that they recognise exist within NHS dentistry. And it's not necessarily going to be obvious how they, they solve that. There are some interesting pilots that are going on around the place now, around um, England. Um, I guess focusing on things like urgent care, so it's kind of understandable that urgent care would be seen to be a priority. And uh, for me, that that still is a bit of a nod towards um, the development of a, a core service that might focus on uh, emergency care for all or urgent care for all and um, then prioritise funding at um, vulnerable groups, so children, um, adults and income support, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it feels like um, every, every uh, few months we take another step um, closer, only edging closer, but another step closer to a core service becoming a reality. But it'll be interesting to see what the ICS's make of commissioning NHS dentistry. So we're in for a period of, uh, of change. And I, I, I can't help but think it's going to be interesting. When you look at the level of clawback that is being spoken about at the moment, unprecedented levels, I think more than double what's happened in any previous year. And um, Matthew Taylor is talking about the fact that dentistry needs, if anything, more funding. So any clawback should be retained within dentistry. But those integrated care systems have got a number of competing demands for their financial resources. So it will be really interesting to see how they determine the priority um, for any clawback they get, whether that should stay within dentistry or could be channeled towards other parts of the healthcare system that might need support. So into a very interesting um, uh, development stage, I think, for the wider NHS and NHS dentistry as uh, we move into the second half of this year in particular. So it's, it's an interesting time. Private dentistry is still thriving. I've already mentioned that we've seen that in the work that we're doing at the moment. And that supply and demand imbalance means that um, NHS dentists that might have thought they could never go private are able to go private. I mean, yes, you have to be um, sensitive to your local demographics and your particular situations. And, you know, it's, it's the workforce issues, recruiting and retaining staff um, and finding associate dentists is an issue for private practices as well. I suppose the big difference is that they can currently, with that level of demand, price into their fees enough to allow for um, investing in their practice teams. So it, it's it's a good time for private dentistry. It's um, at the moment, I don't I don't see any sign of 
that environment really changing. I think it's going to be a very conducive environment for private dentistry for a good couple of years, maybe much, much longer, depending on what happens with NHS dentistry. So it's an interesting time. I think very challenging for those that are wholly or heavily reliant on the NHS, whatever part of the UK that you're in. Um, a time of immense opportunity for those that are focusing on private dentistry, but some challenges along the way. So it'll be fascinating to see how the rest of this year pans out.